For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark here, I'm here, you there. It's 707, seven minutes after seven o'clock. This is... The highly rated Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We have a very plump, entertaining show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Christina Aikland with the Atlantic Greek Festival, which kicked off last night, ongoing tonight through Sunday. we got a comedian in studio, but first off, kudos to, uh, to Loti, Longoria, Deb Green, and all of my coworkers here at the Nifty 750 uh, last night in Orlando, we received the Marconi Award for Large Market Station of the Year. WSB Sports Director Jay Black joins us in studio. Jay, congratulations, my friend. We're going to be hanging another banner in the newsroom. Indeed. For those that don't know what the Marconis are, uh, what exactly are the Marconi Awards and how big a deal is this? It's the Academy Awards for radio. Yeah. And the station that the the award that we won, Station of the Year, is basically like Best Picture. Yeah. And in Large Market, yeah. which means top 10 markets, yeah. WSB is the Biggest and best station in the country. And you guys already knew that because you listened to us, but yes. it's nice to have the other people confirm it. For e- you. Exactly. So uh, kudos to, to you, Jay. Uh, you do a bang up job as our sports yes. director and, of course, keeping the uh, things moving smoothly on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Uh, just fantastic. And stuff. kudos to the Mark Aram show and the plump show that you have yes, for us tonight. It's a plump show yes. tonight. That was that was not a reference to you. I'm I'm it's aware. Just, it's a well packed. It's a fat sausage of a show. Kind of built the like sausage a casing is stuffed. Yes. Um, before I, I lose you uh, for this weekend, as you put on your sports hat, yeah. uh, Bulldogs uh, taking on the uh, the old rivals Tennessee. The Volunteers have seen better days, my friend. Yes, they <laughs> they haven't seen many worse. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Georgia's a a 31-point favorite, Tennessee, 0 for their last 10 in the conference, which is a, a school record, and uh, they didn't win a game in the SEC last year, and they might not, they win, might not win this, this year. One. Yeah, which is, I mean, when I became a Georgia Bulldog fan, I moved here in 96 and started with the station, um, you know, I didn't understand right. the, the seriousness of the rivalries, uh, but this is a big rivalry. No matter what the records, no matter how bad the uh, the orange look in uniform and on the field, yes. it's still this is a big Georgia rivalry here. The last six years before last year, each game was decided by eight points or less, and then we went up to Rocky Top and beat them forty-one to nothing, which was their worst home defeat since nineteen oh five. And and the coach we're facing uh, knows a lot about the Georgia Bulldogs program. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy Pruitt. Pruitt, former Georgia defensive coordinator for a couple of years, and he worked under uh, Kirby Smart staff over at Alabama. He was a secondary coach while Kirby was the defensive coordinator, and then Kirby took the job over here, and Jeremy Pruitt left over here and went to Alabama and was the defensive coordinator there, and now he's the head man at Tennessee. Pruitt, obviously, uh, at at one point. And not too uh, distant past was a rising coaching star. 
is this this Tennessee stumble impacting his his coaching resume? Well, he was kind of like their fifteenth option. Yeah, for this uh, for this position, so you can't judge anything on uh, how good Jeremy Pruitt is as a head coach right now because he's got very little talent to deal with. WSB Sports Director Jay Black joining us on the Mark Aram Show. Your home of the dogs kickoff tomorrow at three thirty p.m. Unless the game got changed again. No, no, we're kicking off at 3.30. What time's the uh, tailgate show start? 11.30 in the morning. All right, so that's more acceptable for you. Oh, yes. You get to sleep in a little bit more. Don't have to drive halfway across country. That's nice. Yes. Oh, you had a good time in Mizzou. You brought us back a win. Mizzou was good. Um, Let let me ask you this. uh, The tailgate show, and forgive my ignorance, I should know this, being a, a pillar of the Georgia Bulldog football community, Tailgate show broadcast live from where? It is the Tate Center Plaza. Okay, so which, normal spot. Yes, All which right. is right, um, right next to the bookstore and the and the student center. Yep. We're right in the shadow right of in the, San Francisco. Right in the heart of the action. Uh, yep. Go and take a picture with Neil Honda Williamson yes. and the Bulldog All Stars. Eric Zyre will be there. Lawrence Smith will be there. Kevin Butler will be there. So free pictures, free autographs. Come by and say hello. Jay Black uh, in studio. The Dogs taking on the Vols tomorrow. Kickoff at 3.30. Georgia 31-point favorites looking to win uh, another big game, an SEC game. They're all big here, especially when you're, you're fighting for that SEC East title. So give me the difference in the press box food between, <laughs> um, you know, the 12 noon kick and the 3.30 kick. Is there a difference? Uh, the menus change? Difference. You usually get breakfast if we have okay. an early kickoff. We had uh, we had breakfast uh, in Missouri last week, which was average. Uh, but they followed they up with with a uh, nacho bar. So um, so that wasn't so that wasn't. What, bad. What's let's go frame by frame here. Breakfast <laughs> in Mizzou. What did they serve for breakfast? Uh, it was eggs. Uh, I think it was a sausage and um, <laughs> potatoes. Not impressed. Not impressed. Yeah. Um, I have high standards yeah. for breakfast, and mass-produced breakfast is kind of hard. I'll sure. give them that. Understood. Uh, so the nacho bar wasn't bad. So Tell me about good. the nacho bar. Uh, it was nachos with chili and cheese. So you know, and they had salsa. Sour cream. I think there was some sour cream. I just stuck with the chili and the cheese. Guacamole. Kevin, Kevin I can't remember if there was. I don't think. I know there was you're guac. not trying it, but it was right. There an I don't think there was guac. Yeah. Um, but there was some salsa. Was and there? They had si- salsa for the eggs too. As a, as a side, uh, aside from the chili, was there a meat option to throw on the nachos? No. Steak, chicken. No. Uh, see, there well, you got to. Mixing a protein there. Well, you know, you already had breakfast, so yeah. it was a you know, Understood. it was a supplemental nacho. Bar. One of my favorite parts of going to the Bulldogs games is jumping up in the broadcast booth because there's always snacks in there. Yes. What about the the in booth snacks? Do they change between a noon kickoff uh, and a three p.m. We, kickoff? We we don't have a superstition when it comes to, and you you would think we would, yeah. But for the in booth snacks, uh, there is no superstition. Last week, we had the uh, we we do get the um, cheese at ridges thing, the white, okay. stuff, and then uh, the cookies were the. The new Oreos uh, peanut butter uh, pie thing. <laughs> um, I've not there tried was those. a strawberry one we had, and uh, the, the standard white uh, double stuffed. And I think we also got some kind of Chips Ahoy soft. Uh, so probably went a little too far with the All cookies. Right. I had to bring some home with me, so we probably that, went that, a little too that's far. That's always a good thing on that you, one when you bring home. Um, but yes. It's with a 14-hour broadcast. You need supplemental You need snacks. sustenance. Georgia uh, taking on Tennessee tomorrow. WSB Sports Director Jay Black joining us in studio. Uh, big win last – high-powered offensive win last week in Mizzou. Uh, we expect a little uh, easier task this week, which I'm assuming we might see some more Justin Fields on the field. I think that's pretty fair. I'm not really surprised with how they've used him because you still have Jake Fromm as your quarterback. Yes. And when you have a guy who led you the national championship – he plays when you have the Fromster. Yeah, he he plays yeah. Uh, when 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 they matter. But Fields is when he's completing eighty percent of his passes when he against the the uh, second teamers that he's faced so far. 
I do want to see him, you know, go against a first string SEC defense, and that could very well happen against Tennessee. We saw the uh, the Tigers put up some points on the defense last week. Is the defense yes. going to, you know, bow up and try to regain the reputation? This they weekend? were not very happy with allowing four rushing touchdowns to Missouri, a team that I was surprised ran the ball as well as they did. Now, to Georgia's credit, they took care of. Drew Locke, the future Giants quarterback. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if you you have to be a little dis- discouraged yeah, about that. I don't know now. Uh, and and DeAndre Baker shutting down Emmanuel Hall, holding the SEC's best receiver to zero catches. Yeah, that was very impressive. On the other hand, they could not really stop uh, Missouri on the ground, which was a little odd. But I don't think there's anything to to be totally concerned about there yet. All right, Jay Black, bring us back a W, buddy. We'll do. Tailgate show, eleven thirty. Kickoff, three thirty. On your home of the dogs. WSB, (laughs) the major market radio station of the year. Depend on it. As you know, this is my favorite time of the year. It is festival season here in Metro Atlanta. And my favorite festival kicked off yesterday. It's the Atlanta Greek Festival. Joining us in studio for the uh, 17th straight year from the Greek <laughs> Festival, Christine Aiklet. No, how long have you, how many years have you been coming on the show talking about this? Oh my God, this? this is probably the fourth year. Yes, it's a highlight. because It is. You, a, it, I, I thank you for letting me come on. My pleasure, because you know I'm a, I'm a foodie. And I love Greek food, and I love the Greek festival. It is so much fun. Not only the food, but the music and the atmosphere. Yes. And it's like thousands of people that are just there to have a good time. It's such a great experience. It is. It's fun. And I better see you out there doing the calamatiano. I am whatever that is. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do the calamari. Uh, whatever you oh want my. me to do, I will do the calamari if need be. Um, the Greek festival started yesterday, yes. right? So the drive-through opened yesterday, okay. and um, we'll be going all weekend long until Sunday. At I think it ends at seven. So bring your friends, bring your family, bring your children. It's children friendly, um, and we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, and you better be yelling opa. And yeah, opa. Uh, you'll see all the WSB family will be out there this weekend too. Myself, Scott Slade's going to be out there. Ashley Frasca, Jared Yamamoto, who Jared. you might know. I, I don't you know, know if you know him. The name from the Von Hessler yeah. Doctrine, that most handsome <laughs> producer in all of producery. Oh yeah, I know that guy. Um, and it's right <laughs> off of uh, Claremont Road in 85. And what's really cool is that you've got a shuttle service set up, or at least you did last year. Do you still yes. have it? So yes. you park at Century City. Century Center at Century the Center. Uh, Marriott. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yes. I know. Correct. Correct <laughs> you. Um, and then you get a sh- you park there. Um, you know, anytime, and then the shuttle brings you directly to the festival. So what I'm planning on doing is Ubering this year. Is that okay? Oh, Uber yeah. is definitely the best bet because the Uber will drop you right off at the uh, at the gates. So go in. Have your fun. Ha- go to the wine tasting. You know about the wine yes, tasting? Yes, indeed. Yes, the wine tasting is great. That's why I'm Ubering. Um, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uber is definitely definitely the right move. So. Yeah. And, and then l- if you're a first-time Uber user, there's a pr- promo that we've got going on for really? the festival. I'm not sure, but look on our is website. It a web- what's the website? AtlantaGreekFestival.org. Right. So check that out, and it'll have all the details there, too. So last year, I went with uh, with Doug Turnbull, and yes. we, we demolished the food tent. I mean, Doug and I... <laughs> Did massive damage. We had I the remember, gyros and the spanakopita. Oh, hey. What, what are some of the other dishes we can get at the Greek festival? So I'm really a fan of the meze tent. And the meze tent has um, a sampling of all kinds of things. But my favorite is the flaming cheese. What exactly is the that? The saganaki. They set it on fire. And it's this beautiful goat cheese that is just delightful with a glass of wine. Saganaki. Highly rec- recommend. Yeah. All right. And then the lamb uh, comes out on the spit. Yeah. I, you cannot leave the festival if you haven't. It's, had the lamb. it's and what I like about it too is, um, it's you're in no rush. You're there. No. You're listening to music. You're having f- uh, fun with your family and your friends, and you just you just bounce around. You say, yeah. all right, I want to try 
the lamb. I want yes. to try the gyro. Go shopping. Oh, I want something sweet. Mark, I, I know you love baklava. shopping. I don't love shopping. Go, go My buy, girlfriend loves shopping. Dude, I take don't her. love shopping. Bring her along. We've got the Agora Marketplace, and you can go buy um, fresh Greek cheeses, and um, the Bakaliko has fresh, it's like a market, Greek marketplace, yeah. so you definitely have to check so it out. So what was that, when I was walking out last year, there was a store in, in the building, mm-hmm. and there was, a, there was a line around the corner to get, what were they selling in there? I can't remember. Um, it was it was probably, well, they have, I know they have a bookstore. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people like to buy the Greek recipe books. But there was like a bakery in there, too. Oh, the bakaliko. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can buy the Greek pastry sampler Ugh, if you're a big baklava so fan. You want <laughs> so the good. You want the cookies you dip in your coffee. I mean, it truly is, like, we have everything that you would imagine. You so. know the, the secret of my heart <laughs> is through my stomach, and you brought in some some Greek sweet yes. treats, as Alex Williams likes to say. Uh, what do we have in this? I'm going to tweet a picture of this out, by Beautiful. the way. Beautiful. So we have on top is the Kurabiedes. Uh, or I'm sorry, on the bottom. Sorry, uh, Kulurakia is on the top. So okay. that's the kind I was describing that you dip in your coffee. You dip it, you dunk in the coffee. It's exactly. delicious. And then you have the baklava, which yeah. every person knows. Which I've had already, one piece exactly. of that. Mark, did you know that at the Greek festival, they have baklava Sundays? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like the big, t- it usually has a long line, like okay. what you're describing. Um, and they'll do ice cream, uh, baklava sprinkled on top. It's it's one of the, my favorite What's things. the powdered sugar guy in there? That's the curabiedes. You might like you have to be very careful eating yes. those because the powdered exactly. sugar, the sugar goes will choke everywhere. you. Um, but don't be afraid. It's one of my favorite Greek cookies. And then the nutty guys in the middle. Looking, I'm like literally looking up. That, <laughs> Mom, what is that one? My, I'm calling in mom. Helen, what, is the what are the, the nutty guys in the middle? Maro macarona. That's a mouthful. Maro macarona. Beautiful. Yes. See, you're Greek. I'm fluent in Greek. Um, so all of those are delicious. That comes in the pastry sampler, which is sold at the Greek festival. Delicious well. and nutritious, just exactly. like you. Uh, Tina, Thank give us the website one you. more time. So the website, um, I'd like you to p- check out our uh, Facebook page and go like us and say that you're attending the event. It's the Atlanta Greek Festival on Facebook. So Excellent. go search that. And then the website is www.atlantagreekfestival.org. <laughs> and to see this Grecian beauty on Sunday, you'll be there Sunday. I will be there Sunday. Um, I'll be making some stage, uh, doing some stage fun. And um, you can come say hi to me and we'll have a good old time. And will the drive-thru be open throughout this point? The drive-thru is open all weekend long. If you're, you know, waiting to watch the Tennessee Vols get <laughs> smashed by the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, yes. then um, you can go through the drive-thru and have a good old tailgate party with some lamb and baklava. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So if you're in a hurry, you just run in, grab some uh, gyros to go. Exactly. Some baklava to go. Um, exactly. But if you want to, if you want to hang out with me and the rest of the WSB team, we wouldn't team, want to. I want to hang out with you. We'll be there all weekend. We'll see you Sunday. All right, one more time. The uh, website and the Facebook. What is it? Facebook Atlanta Greek Festival. We also are on Instagram for ATL Greek Fest, and the website is www.atlantagreekfestival.org. Tina, always a pleasure. I'll see you. Always this weekend. a pleasure. Thank you, Mark. Hang tight. This is the Friday edition of. The Mark Aram Show. All right, thanks to Christina and the fine folks at the Greek Festival. I will see you out there this weekend. Coming up next on the show, comedian Tom Rhodes. He's at the Punchline this weekend. If you want to hook up with me over the weekend, not physically, but uh, digitally, you can uh, find me on Twitter. It's at Mark Aram. Instagram at Mark Aram. And, of course, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. News, weather, and traffic next. This is the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show.
Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. I know it's been a very uh, difficult week for folks on both sides of the aisle, so I wanted to put a smile on your face to end the week. And you can smile even more at the punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Joining us in studio, a longtime friend of the show, great comedian, great dude, Tom Rhodes. Tom, Thanks, Mark. To program. How are you, brother? And you know I am the comedian to cheer up the masses, <laughs> no matter what your beliefs are. You look good, man. Thanks, buddy. You, you uh, Are you doing a little Benjamin Button thing? Because three years ago, you looked worse than you do now. What's well, I stopped drinking alcohol. Uh, it's it. been five years. Is it five? All right. So yeah. yeah. And then also, I was a heavy cigarette smoker. There's a marked difference in your appearance. Oh, yeah? Thank yeah. you. You you do look really good. Thanks, That's, man. I'm very annoyed with you right now. Yeah. Because well, five years I, you know, ago. It's remarkable. Um, and, I, and I think giving up the cigs and giving up the booze. Yeah. And, and well, a big reason I stopped drinking was for vanity. Really? Because I, start, I started to look bad. Yeah. And I started to get this bulbous nose and huh. white, fat, alcoholic <laughs> face. Yeah. You know? I get the same thing from my biscuits. My father had and older <laughs> men have. I don't drink a lot, but I eat a lot of biscuits, and I get that bulbous face. Are you being British, and you mean cookies? <laughs> no, I mean, actually, like... Like Southern Biscuits. biscuits. Yeah, wow. Exactly right. Wow. That's, I respect that. <laughs> well, you know, I grew up on a Yankee diet, and biscuits were never a thing. And then I yeah. came down here, and I'm like, what the heck is a butter biscuit? Buttermilk, man. Exactly oh, my God. Right. Honey and butter? Are you kidding? What was tougher to quit, the uh, cigarettes or the uh, alcohol? The cigarettes, yeah. definitely. What What was? What did it for you? What? How did you quit? Uh, nicotine lozenges. No kidding. Yeah, so I'm now addicted to those things. You're still on them? Five yeah, and they're, a little, they're pricey. <laughs> my wife wants me to kick them. Uh, and I use the ones from Walgreens, uh, the cinnamon flavored. A little plug for the They Walgreens. come in cherry and mint, and I don't like those. They're a little too sweet. So There's, how many of those do you go through a day? A man, um, I, like 10, 15. Wow. Yeah. But you, you absolutely got to feel better, right? I mean, you're not- well, I'm not getting smoke in my lungs, yeah. and I think that's really important. What do you do? I'm, I'm sorry, we're going to talk comedy in a second, Tom, but I'm very- well, yeah, I, you you know, I'm, I'm surprised of... you had me back on your show. <laughs> you... The last time I was here, I spilled a large cup of coffee all over your because million- you're trying to ash console. your cigarette into a, an empty <laughs> bottle of scotch. That's that's what happened. Um, I'm, I'm just, just thrilled to be back. Because that's, I mean, kicking one of those habits is tough, but you knocked out two. I'm very, very surprised at that and, and, and happy for you. When you go to social settings now, uh, you go out to dinner with another couple, you and your wife, they order a bottle of wine. You don't even have a glass? Or you totally No, it doesn't bother me in the least, and I'm still around people who drink all yeah. the time. At comedy festivals sure. and um, comedy clubs, every comedy night. clubs, yeah. and doesn't bother me in the least. I mean, I loved drinking, sure, and I loved cigarettes. Yeah. I still do. I think they're great. I had wonderful times on them. <laughs> they're good. Uh, they're good I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 51 now, yeah. and uh, I'm trying to squeak out a few extra yeah. years of living. Well, it's working. It's, and I'm you not know? just saying that. Uh, folks, yeah, and then, then, then and then the the, the booze thing. Um, it's you know it's great it's really powerful not to drink because most people give away all of their secrets when yes. they've been drinking. <laughs> I never they, people of that. tell you everything, yeah. and it's it's great. And and then um, uh, yeah, I, I I blacked out. I busted my head open in Philadelphia, Oof. and the next day I saw so much ugliness in the mirror. I had these Frankenstein stitches on my forehead, 
and a black eye, and I just thought good for you. I was put on this earth to do yeah. better things than to Are be you drunk less every funny night. now that you're not drinking? No, I'm more focused. More, oh, excellent. Yeah, it's great. While I'm on stage and I'm telling a story or a joke, my Rolodex is spinning. Of I, nice. I'm thinking three or four jokes ahead now. See, I'm the, of, I'm the opposite way. Not that I get drunk on the show or anything. But you're hilarious when you're boozed. No, I'm I'm funnier when I'm exhausted. <clears throat> like if I have no sleep. I kind of lose a filter, and I can I can riff nonstop with like really good stuff. But it's a dangerous thing because it's at a certain point I'm too tired to make sense. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a fine line between being ex- totally exhausted but funny tired. Funny tired is is my best funniness. I, I, does that make it any makes sense it to makes you? perfect sense? Because yeah. my brother thinks I'm. At my funniest when I'm angry. Okay. And I disagree. I think when I'm angry, it's, um, you know, there's there's no filter and yeah. things are coming out. So that's what I'm imagining you exactly as being tired. Is. Like, oh, people find this funny, but then, like, you might not be able to catch yourself <laughs> from, you know, going over the line or something. Tom Rosen Studios at the Punchline tonight, 8 and 10. Tomorrow, 8 and 10. And on Sunday, tickets online at punchline.com. Right. If you're listening in the car now, drive, drive right turn over. around, do a yeah. U-turn, head straight to the punch. It's right in Buckhead. It's fantastic <laughs> at the Landmark Diner. I've got to ask you this. Uh, the biggest comedian news this week was uh, Bill Cosby sentenced to jail three to ten years for, uh, you, know, you know, felonious activity on women over the decades. Uh, your initial reaction as a comedian what what did Bill Cosby mean to you, if anything, as a comedian coming up? Well, I mean, my initial reaction is uh, I feel bad for the women who had sex with Bill Cosby voluntarily. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm sure they're carrying a heavy uh-huh. burden. <laughs> I, I they can't really roofie. come out and talk about it. they've they've been through. Yeah, um, I was never. I mean, I liked I loved the Cosby Show. Sure, everybody loved the Cosby Show. Yeah. I mean, that was must see TV, and the family was. Um, they were America's yeah, family. It was exactly. adorable. I mean, I had the hugest crush on Lisa Bonet. Still, do. I mean, I, I not I, to I would sound w- creepy, but have you seen her daughter that she's had with? Uh, she had with Lenny Kravitz. No, a bit stunning. Wow. Yeah, and she's well over age, folks. She's like twenty four, but um, Zoe Kravitz is her name. Okay, look that up on Instagram when you get a chance. To. Um, yeah, but you know, I um, I was more of a Richard Pryor guy. Sure. My dad sure. loved Richard Pryor, and. And then in recent years, his, you know, uh, righteousness and sanctimoniousness towards other, I'm really good friends with Wanda Sykes. I remember like he shut her down once when she tried to interview him. Uh, Get away from me with those Ebonics or something like that. Like, I I think he was really arrogant. Um, And... uh, I don't know. It's hard to. I, I told it's hard story. to feel sympathy for the guy. Oh yeah, there's no sympathy uh, because he seemed like um, a real prick. And then there was that one David Letterman thing where they said one of his interns was being interviewed, and she said that the creepiest thing she ever had to do on the show was that when Bill Cosby was a guest, he would make it was in his contract that one of the interns had to sit with him and watch him eat. What? Yeah, that's kind of freaky. So I don't yeah. want anyone watching me eat, intern or not. Tom Rosen Studio. I, I talked about this uh, on the show uh, earlier this week when that Cosby news broke. Obviously, I'm a big fan of, of comedy stand-up comedians, and I'd never seen Bill Cosby live. I saw his shows on HBO and his records my parents had, so I wanted to go see it. And I had—this was about five years ago, before everything really started bubbling up. I mean, there was rumors and everything, but I'm like, i got to go see him. So he was at the Cobb Energy Center, and I had really low expectations. 
And the dude did three plus hours wow. of amazing stuff. Well, and, he, and that you know that uh, Bill Cosby himself, yeah, I think is one of the greatest comedy Legendary. specials of all time. Absolutely. And I, I heard that in in recent years when he would still perform that he still did big hunks of that, like the going to the dentist routine. Sure, I've never been able to go to the dentist and not think about yeah. that routine. It's the all time classic. Really, really, yeah, and the, the where the mouth. dentist starts asking you questions while he's putting his hands yeah. in your mouth, and then yeah. your butt just starts automatically walking down the chair. It was it's he classic. Was, he was at the time like seventy seven years old, and he was he was on for on stage for three plus hours. Looked at his watch, he was like, "Holy smokes, I, I was supposed to be done an hour ago." It, it was it was amazing. I'm glad I went. Uh, it's obviously a, a horrible, tragic situation what happens. But um, from from America's dad and one of the premier comedians of all time to a guy who's most likely going to die in jail. Yeah, I mean, what a fall from grace. That's almost unprecedented in in entertainment and business. I mean, the Me Too movement's taken some scalps. Yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, forget the Me Too movement. It is creepy what the man is convicted yeah. of doing, and I can't wrap my head around. Who would want to have sex with someone's limp, lifeless body? Makes no sense. Because the whole joy of sex is 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 hugging and the tenderness yeah. and the caressing and the intimacy of two people embracing. Exactly. So it's just I can't. I I, I find it so disturbing and uh, I, I just I, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. I had Dennis Miller. So I, don't, on, I have no sympathy for the guy. No, none whatsoever. Dennis Miller was on the show the other day. And he was talking about this. And what, what he brought up was I thought was a pretty fair point. Like Bill Cosby, in his height, he's been doing this for 30 years, allegedly, with the roofies and everything. He didn't need drugs to help him get women. Yeah. I mean, he's Bill Cosby. He could walk into a room and get a female to come back with him no matter— Well, that's why my, my the thing I said initially, I feel bad for the women who had sex with him voluntarily. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he did have sex with a few women yeah. voluntarily. So, um, but yeah, what, the, like like you're saying, the yeah. guy, uh, I mean, fame is an aphrodisiac, yeah. and uh, and I I have only experienced uh, a modicum of that man's success, but yeah. uh, from being on television, it's quite the aphrodisiac yeah. for for some women. So, and ha- as a married man, has that been difficult for you because you know you are famous and you have people that come to the club and, and can meet you after the show. Yeah, no, not at all. When I was younger, I feasted from the banquet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now that I'm older, I... Uh, the buffet was open. <laughs> uh, you know, my back hurts. You can't be doing all that up on one toe uh, stuff you used to do when you were younger. Yeah. Um, now, my wife is incredible. And uh, I... I'm, fortunately, I didn't get married until I was in my 40s. Smart man. And my my wife is she's she's stunning. She's exotic. She's um, she's from Holland. She's artistic, and she's my best friend. Was she so, a fan? Is that how you guys met? No, actually, um, I I had a late night talk show on Dutch television yes. uh, for two years. Mm-hmm. I was um, you know whatever like the Jimmy Kimmel of Holland for. Two years, and then when that ended, the same network let me be a presenter on a travel show. That's right. And I did a highlight on St. Petersburg, Russia, on Peru, the Champagne region of France. Dream job. Yeah. So uh, I've uh, always done well in Europe, and I really had a dream career in Holland, aside from whatever I did in the States. And I was doing a theater tour in Holland uh, a few years after the television stuff, and my wife worked for an events company that was putting on a meet and greet with the comedians afterwards. Sure. And it worked against me that I had been on television because 
Dutch people are unimpressed with celebrity. Huh. They so she thought, ah, that guy's a comedian. He's yeah. probably full of himself. And she wanted nothing to do with me. Well, you worked your magic anyway. Um, no, I tried to, <laughs> and she, she, you know, she rebuffed me. And then one of her clients couldn't make it to the show, and she Googled me. They asked who was the comedian that I missed, and so she Googled me, and then she uh, found my website, and she looked at my website, and on my website is this happiness list. That actually I drew up right after September 11th. I was experiencing so much grief over Mm it. Um, And I thought the world was bleak and hopeless. I thought of all the little things in life that make me happy. And so I made this happiness list. I need to check that list And she read it and she thought, oh, my God, this guy. um, She thought, oh, I was the one being shallow. This man has character. And so she sent me an email and then we had a date for coffee. And um, so I can say... Because of 9-11, you met your wife. Yeah. <laughs> if there is a silver lining to that. Tom Rhodes is on I us. never, ever. Mark, you're a genius. I if, never thought of that. That's if, so uh, if you can't get enough of Tom, and I know you can, he's on the Punchline stage tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets online at punchline.com. Can you hang out one more second? Well, of course, I would love right. it. Lovely Tom Rhodes in studio. Hang tight. It's the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Comedian extraordinaire Tom Rhodes in studio. He's at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets online at punchline.com. So I want to find that happy list that you talked about uh, that that won your wife over. I might jack that. Is it still on your website? Yeah, no. And actually, there um, a woman who is a like eighth grade school teacher mm-hmm. in Atlanta uh, wrote me years ago and said, I love this idea, and I'm giving it to my students as an assignment. She said, I'm not going to show them yours because <laughs> there were there's a, there were a few uh, risque ones on sure. there. Uh, but she thought it was a brilliant idea that everybody should do. I mean, just to be grateful for the little things I'm in your work life. On list. You know? So where, where, what's your website? Where can we? TomRhodes.net. R-H-O-D-E-S. Like the Rhodes Scholar. TomRhodes.net is my website. Um, at underscore Tom Rhodes is my Twitter and my Instagram. I'm crushing it on Instagram. I was just in Mongolia, wow. in Beijing, and Shanghai. Monday when I leave here, I'm going to Europe for five weeks. How are you not, we're limited on time, but how are you not taking over uh, the Anthony Bourdain game? Uh, somebody should give me that job. You're in You're in Atlanta, headquarters of CNN. We can make this happen. Let's make it happen. All right. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, Portugal, Paris, Oslo, Ireland, Berlin, when I leave here. You work for the CIA. I should do. You're, what's his name from uh, But I would, I would, lo- my, I would, I would, <laughs> I would, uh, my, I would love to do, my dream is to do an Anthony Bourdain type show, uh, but instead about food, about comedy and humor around the world. And like, what, do, what are people making jokes about in different countries and how to, um, you know, it's just, it's. Uh, I, I would happy to be your production assistant on that. Well, after well, I, yeah, we will always uh, work together. Mark. <laughs> All right, I can. I'll talk to you it. tonight after the punchline show. All right, my brother. All right, uh, Tom Rhodes, see him at the punchline. Uh, tickets online at punchline.com. We will continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, and on Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's magnificent Mile. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.